This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. It's going down. I'm yelling timber. Good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you as always for tuning in. It is very much appreciated. Uh, let's jump into the chat box and say how you guys are. Good morning to Vic. Good morning to John, to Marcus, to Mike. Good morning to Tom. Uh, good morning to Ben Valor. We've got uh, Chima, Mr. E. Uh, we've got, uh, let's scroll down a little bit more because StreamYard, there's so many of you now, StreamYard is, is just cutting off those that jumped in first these days. And even YouTube can't seemingly keep up, can it? Did it get the early ones? Yes, I can see, actually. Babatunde, uh, Horace, uh, Ikachukwu, uh, Martin, underrated Holdini, uh, Errol, good morning to you. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well, guys. Thank you, as always. We've got Owen, Christopher, Jimmy, Steve, Fargo, plenty more as well. Thank you, everyone. As always, for tuning in, it's very much appreciated. Uh, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel before you do anything else, if you haven't done so already. We're continuing to bring you all the latest Arsenal news every single day at 8am UK time. Let's jump into the today's stories then. We kick off uh, with Fabio Vieira uh, returning to training within a couple of weeks is the expectation. He's not been deemed fit enough and ready enough to play in the under-21s tournament during this summer for Portugal. However, it is not expected to be a serious issue, supposedly in the Arsenal website, confirming that he will indeed return to training in around two weeks' time. So that is a positive update on the front of Fabio Vieira. Now, Saka scored an absolute wonder strike. And not only that, but he picked up two more goals in a hat-trick for England in a 7-0 win over North Macedonia in what was England's last game of this international scene over the end of the season. I <laughs> can't. I was doing a live show. You know, I'm not... I'll be very honest, you know, in terms of England, you know, I watch England during the international tournaments, Euros and the World Cups, but I find it really hard to get up for the uh, 
the the friendlies and for the Nations League and things like that. And I was doing a show with Sophie uh, whilst the game was going on, and I just I was kind of scrolling through Twitter as KC was talking about something, and I saw the chat box then blowing up, and I had to check out what the reason for it was, and. Seeing Bakaya Saka strike the ball like he did, uh, the touch first, well, the ball from Trent, by the way, is amazing. But the first touch, the second touch, and then the strike, woof. Not only that, but he scored two other fantastic goals. The first one into the top right-hand corner, you know, that's a Saka right-footed special these days. You know, he really enjoys doing that. I remember the goal he scored against Leeds earlier on in the season. And then, obviously, the third finish running through on goal, composed finish around the keeper in the bottom right, or bottom left, yeah, from the perspective of Saka, hand corner. Really fantastic hat-trick. Uh, one of the best, actually. One of the best hat-tricks I think you'll ever see in the game. Uh, it was an amazing, amazing um, piece of, uh, of, of football. And not only that, but he's obviously an Arsenal player for the foreseeable future after Arsenal wrapped up that brand-new contract. Again, massive, massive props to the club for securing Saka, Saliba, Martinelli, Ramsdale, Gabriel. The work that's been done to secure our best players' futures is absolutely brilliant. So a massive, massive fair play to them. After the game, you may have seen uh, Declan Rice <laughs> putting on Instagram, uh, indeed, with himself and with Bakayo Saka. Not only that, but uh, Saka replied in the comment section of Declan Rice's uh, post with two love hearts, one red and one white. Um, <laughs> these two know exactly what they're doing. And in terms of the latest on Declan Rice, you know, still we're kind of awaiting another update on this. I've told people for a, a while on the channel, you just need to remain patient in this situation. You know, negotiations between West Ham and Arsenal continue because they're trying to come to agreement over a price. West Ham are dragging things out significantly and they're kind of waiting for a bid that's probably on, at the moment not going to come. I think clubs are looking and monitoring the situation. They're probably going to wait and see if indeed Arsenal agree a fee with West Ham and then whatever fee Arsenal agree with West Ham, I wouldn't be surprised to see the likes of Man City come in and also match that figure and then allow Declan Rice to choose where indeed he wants to go. If Arsenal don't get Declan Rice this summer, it would be a catastrophic disaster. Don't get me wrong. But all the work that's been done behind the scenes, everything that's been done to try and get Declan Rice through the door this summer is hopefully going to end in that scenario taking place. And I've sold you for weeks that I'm optimistic on this deal. I'm patient on this deal. And uh, I look forward, hopefully, to seeing a good update on this one um, regarding Declan Rice in the near future. But negotiations go on. The hints are out there. He wants Arsenal. Arsenal want him. West Ham are dilly-dallying, if you like, and uh, being rather frustrating in negotiations. But uh, fingers crossed, we can get this deal done very soon indeed. Now, Arsenal are said to be really pushing late on to try and get Ilkay Gundogan. Of course, Gundogan still yet to make his decision regarding his future. His contract with Manchester City finished uh, at the end of this season with the Champions League final. And he was included on a list of Man City players that were to be released by the club. But... Uh, Man City still do want to keep hold of Ilkay Gundogan, but also Barcelona are said to be one of the other key players in this. But Mundo Deportivo reporting that Arsenal are said to be pushing very much late um, in in the kind of the proceedings. Yes, Arsenal have had an offer, and we know that an offer from my side of things, at least I know an offer has, has been made to Gundogan, but they're really pushing to try and convince apparently Gundogan to make the switch to Arsenal. Um, I still maintain that my... 
I, I feel as though he will renew, you know, at Man City. If not renewing at Man City, I feel like Barcelona is the next obvious choice with Arsenal for me, like third favourite. So I would be very surprised indeed if Arsenal do manage to secure the signing of, of Ilkay Gundogan. But he is a midfield um, kind of priority alongside Declan Rice, it seems, this summer. He is one of those players that they would have liked to have signed above others, uh, not including Rice, of course. So hence why we've maybe called on Caicedo for the moment, hence why the Lavia situation is kind of bubbling away behind the scenes. But Gundogan and Rice were the two that the club have been pushing for, have made offers for in the midfield. So let's see if anything changes. But uh, I am not necessarily optimistic about this one. Now, the big news last night uh, is that whilst I, as I tweeted out earlier, might be trying to shift a little bit of timber, Arsenal want to gain some because they've made a £30 million bid around that figure for Yuri and Timber of Ajax. Uh, closer to £50 million is what Ajax supposedly want, according to David Ornstein, who broke the news last night, which sparked then plenty of follow-up reports um, on the deal. Uh, I'm certainly going to be doing some digging around this one today and trying to find out a couple of things around this one as well. But uh, David Ornstein of The Athletic uh, breaking this story last night in fantastic fashion. I say fantastic fashion. I was... I was laying in bed, ready to kind of go to sleep. And I was like, right, my phone's buzzed a couple of times because I've got notifications turned on and stuff like that. And I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I should just sleep. I should just go to bed and just not think about it. And at 11 o'clock at night, I just check my phone and uh, all of a sudden I can't sleep for the next hour. <laughs> and I'm tweeting and I'm having debates and I'm discussing and I'm coming up with the puns for the morning show and the tweet and things like that. But um, this is a really good sign from Arsenal. You know, Urien Timber is one of the highest rated young versatile defenders on the planet right now. You know, uh, Manchester United wanted him last summer. A number of clubs have actually wanted him for quite some time, but he stayed with Ajax last season. And uh, there is an expectation that he will move on during this summer window, but for the right price. Arsenal, of course, put in this initial bid in to kind of kick off official negotiations, if you like. Um, yes, Ajax wants significantly more. Yes, you're going to see your classics turning around and saying that Arsenal low-balling again and stuff like this. But it is a case of Arsenal opening up negotiations, looking to try and find a compromise to get as best of a deal for Arsenal as they can do this summer for Timber. But a player that can play centre-back and right-back. And don't you worry, people. If you want to find out more about Yuri and Timber, you'll be able to do that this evening, uh, 8pm UK time. Tonight, I'll be doing a tactical breakdown. Uh, Andrew Thompson, who joined us to do our tactical breakdown on Kai Havertz, he knows his stuff about German and Bundesliga football, but also another love of his is the Eredivisie, thankfully. So uh, Drew will be joining me this evening to have a good chat about Yuri and Timber and talk about what exactly he will bring to Arsenal should indeed he sign for the club. So I look forward to bringing you that uh, later on tonight, um, UK time, 8pm. Do indeed tune in for that one. But Fabrizio Romano confirmed, uh, have a little tap in, uh, <laughs> the Yuri uh, the and Timber uh, news. Like Eddie Nketiah, isn't he? Loves a tap in. But also adding on to the information about Yuri and Timber was the confirmation that Mohamed Simakan, the RB Leipzig uh, defender, is uh, a potential alternative to Yuri and Timber if Arsenal aren't successful in their race for the De Netherlands international. Of course, we heard from Ed Ahrens of The Guardian earlier on in the summer window that Arsenal had a genuine interest in Mohamed Simakan, but it seems that Yuri and Timber profile is taking the lead. Now, both these players are similar in the sense they can play centre-back as kind of a priority, and then they can also play at right-back as well. 
Uh, Arsenal's interest in Ivan Fresneda, as far as I'm aware, still remains. He hasn't gone anywhere either. Um, and uh, Fresneda remains to be an option for Arsenal if indeed they're keen on adding more of a natural fullback rather than kind of a, a versatile defender that can also play as a right back. And Arsenal have wanted something different to that right back slot in the summer. So my understanding on that side of things is the Fresneda um, interest remains. It's not disappeared or cooled or anything like that. Arsenal are just moving on some other targets at this moment in time. And Dortmund still certainly lead the race regarding Fresneda, but they haven't, as far as I'm aware, unless... Uh, anything drops today. Uh, haven't yet agreed anything with Real Valladolid, uh, but let's see if anything does indeed change. So that is your lots in terms of news. So we're going to go to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Emmanuel Banda in the chat says, Havertz, Rice, Gundogan, Simican, Timber, Diaby. You can throw in Fresnader in there as well. Surely Arsenal are the slowest, the slowest team. We're just so slow. Oh, I just wish we were faster. Edu's like a tortoise, you know. It's what he's cooking on his barbecue. He's cooking tortoises now. <laughs> he just loves being so slow. That's a horrible thought. Who's cooking tortoises? I suppose the shell might... No, I'm not, the vegans are going to get very angry with me if I start doing that. Um, but uh, I, when it comes to uh, when it comes to Arsenal and whether or not we're being slow, I don't know what to say to people anymore. I, I don't know what to say to people about Edu. Like two days ago, if you go and look, look in my chat box, two day, third, Friday morning, rather specifically, Friday morning was a was a show which really caused a lot of uh, a lot of chaos, you know, um, because Thursday saw the first bid go in for Declan Rice and was swiftly rejected. We saw the Caicedo deal kind of chill, if you like, um, and cool somewhat. We saw the Havertz situation kind of bubbling away. And the Monday show after the Thursday night, uh, the Thursday chaos, was just full of the Edu outs, the the doubters, the critics. Chat box was full. Comment section was full. We're too slow. We never get these deals done. And look, the deals aren't done yet. That's the key thing here. The deals aren't done. I'm so sick and tired of this hyperbolic behavior, of this exaggerative, massive, soupy rubbish that you just see. Like, I could happily jump on with and do a show saying, embarrassing. 
head you out, you know, just for attention um, and jump on that train. But no, I'd much rather chat with you guys in a grounded, objective way and say to you, this is chill. This is so, so chill right now. Arsenal, six days into the window. We're moving. It's not like we're sitting around doing nothing. We're not hearing anything happening. We're putting bids in. We're moving for players, not just one. People talk about the fact, why can't we do more than one deal at once? Well, look, you know, bids are going in left, right and centre. Offers are going in for multiple players. Arsenal are trying to get four. Like four players have officially been moved for. Timber, Havertz, Rice and Gundogan have all been moved for by Arsenal in this short space of time. You know, and we've got to deliver now. It's about delivering. Anyone telling you Arsenal are slow is wrong. Categorically, evidence is against that. But now the criticism that Arsenal and Edu can't get the big deals done, that's what's on the line this summer. That's what needs to be put to bed. Is Can Arsenal get the big deals done? Can Arsenal get some of their key targets? Can they get Rice? Can they get Timber? Can they get Havertz? Can they potentially get some other midfielders in through the door before the end of the window as well? Are they going to be able to move on the players that we need to move on this summer? Let's wait and see. But just chill, guys, with the Edu outs and the Arteta outs because you're going to end up embarrassing yourselves, unfortunately, and you're going to look rather silly. Uh, Lewis says, with Saka England's song and him now getting a hat-trick, does this new love and status for England mean he might now get some protection from English Premier League refs? If only with that simple, Lewis. He's not the captain. He's not Harry Kane. A number of reasons, unfortunately, why Bukayo Saka is not as well protected as Harry Kane. Um, I hope that you're right, Lewis. I really hope that you're right. Um, I'm not hopeful. I'm not hopeful, I'm afraid. Uh, Arthur says, wouldn't it be a great window if we get Rice, Lavia, Havertz and Timber? I definitely think so. I think we still need one more, you know, on top of that. I think we need um, another defender, potentially a Fresneda, potentially if Partey goes, another midfielder as well. But yeah, that is the base of a really strong window from Arsenal, for sure. Uh, EMD says, Havertz or Lavia, both, please. Uh, Vakan says, do you think the sale of Partey is anywhere associated to things I can't discuss? Uh, and people have asked about this, so I'll address the elephant in the room. Legally, I can't talk about that stuff. So I'm sorry, guys, but uh, legally, I, I cannot discuss it. Um, Jay Rule says, what are your thoughts on Chelsea's Saudi links? Apparently, rival fans having a meltdown, especially Arsenal fans. To be honest, I couldn't give uh, a crap about it as the way football is going. Um, I think that regarding kind of um, the the Saudi links with Chelsea, this uh, is it Clear Lake? I think they supposedly have links to. All of those things um, are fishy. <laughs> it's probably the right word. It's just all very fishy, isn't it? So until something changes, until there's something different, um, until we see some recompense, all of that things, you know, until we see that, um, we're not going to see any differences, uh, I'm afraid. And nothing's going to stop these clubs like Chelsea from doing this sort of thing, unfortunately. Um, I'm hoping that we see greater restrictions brought in. I'm hoping that we see some um, consequences for certain actions. But it does. It just doesn't sit well, does it? I mean, the investment that's gone in and then, look, let's be honest, Koulibaly is not worth 30 million. Mendy's not, probably not worth the money that they're going to get for him. Ziyech isn't worth the money they're going to get for him. And yet they're making that money. It doesn't make any sense. It just it just smells, really smells. Um, Check Perk says, is it possible that we are lining up CDMs in case West Ham are asking silly money for Rice? I don't think so. They're still pushing for Rice. We're still very chill on that line. Uh, I'm not considering, um, 
you know what we might do if we don't get him at this stage at the moment uh let's go to uh Aston says I love that McDonald's ad on Spotify <laughs> if you are listening on audio that took me three takes by the way to do I thought it was pretty good in the end so I might have a future voiceover who knows uh Hefe says you have to admit that we aren't as proactive as we could be what will it take to you to be more balanced oh, proact we've made offers for four players in five days of the win six days not even that or five days yeah five days of the window being open and apparently we need to be more proactive <laughs> what will it take for you to be more balanced <laughs> what, what can i say we've made four players offers in five days of the window being open apparently we're not proactive some people will never be happy uh Olu says hey tom disagree on the number of signings we need if we sign timber we don't need to add the fresnado etc as we have saliba white timber and tomiyasu i get that i think it's more for me it's not about numbers Olu. it's about the variation in style i'd like to see a fresnado style player or someone who's more of a you know a fullback can offer something different it's not about the numbers it's about the variation in options that we've got. That's why I'm keen more so on that. Abizar says, why didn't we close the Tillemans deal? Because we've outgrown Tillemans as a player. We're kind of better than that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I can't, I, I haven't got a, a, an argument to suggest that Tillemans is the right profile for us anymore. You know, unfortunately we are, and we need to, look at better players than him with respect. And we think we've outgrown um, the idea of of Tillemans at this stage. Uh, Seb says, uh, have you seen how ugly Southampton's kit is? We need to rescue Lavia from wearing that kit. No, I haven't. But now I'm very, very curious. Southampton kit on Twitter. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, my. That, that can't be the... That's not actually the kit. James will press more in the new South. Oh, my goodness. That is terrible. For those that haven't seen it, it's like if it's in those barbershop quartets um, where they wear kind of the red and white um, jacket sort of things, it, it looks like a buttoned up version of a barbershop quartet jacket. That's what it looks like. Um, that's terrible. Goodness me. Uh, deary, deary me. Uh, there is an orthodox fella says uh, 1.7 of you, thousands of you watching. Actually, just 1.7. One and then 0.7 of a person watching. Uh, but there's only 50 likes. Are you mad? Come on, let's get those likes up, people. Please do drop an appreciation for the show. We put these on every single morning for you. It's, uh, it's a, a lot of commitment. You know, we've done 600 plus 8 a.m. shows at this stage. Uh, make sure that you always drop a like on the video. It's very much appreciated issues is i like the new southampton kit just look everyone's entitled to their own i just don't think we're going to share any wardrobes issue from uh <laughs> at the moment so there you go nas says tom tom says nas uh margear says where is the like button it should be below the video uh, if you are on the live chat you might have to turn off the live chat to do click the like button youtube haven't made it very easy for people to click the like button i don't think on uh, on phones anymore, but uh, I'm hoping that they change that. YouTube have made so many silly changes to the platform. Uh, NVR says, I'm even more confused now with the rice bids. It's like we're trying to bully West Ham like they're paupers. Um, it's about negotiations, NVR, at the end of the day. Arsenal want to get hold of uh, players that they can get for as little as they can so that they can then move for other players. You know, people obviously criticize Arsenal and say we low ball clubs too much and that costs us. I would say, and I was talking to people about this last night, people were saying to me, you know, we're we're always trying to get players on the cheap. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, well, who isn't? If if anyone can tell me who has successfully got players for like well below their asking price, I think it was Sean or one of our listeners yesterday suggested Liverpool with Gakpo and 
McAllister. Well, firstly, McAllister was a, a release clause. And the asking price for Gakpo was 40 million euros. And guess how much Liverpool paid? You know, effectively 40 million euros, what they paid. Eventually, players, you know, most of the time you end up playing, paying the asking price. But the whole point of negotiations, especially when you've got a player situation like Rice, where Rice is desperate to join Arsenal, where we are his number one option. We are who he wants. Um, so it only makes sense that we would try and get Rice for under the asking price because he, we are the team that he wants. Haaland, you know, great shout, Keith. Release clause. Again, a release clause in the player's contract. There's misconceptions. Players signing for fees that look below what they're worth. <laughs> you know, nine times out of ten, there's a release clause involved in that. Um, let's go to Cypress Hill says, Madison or Havertz? Good question, actually. I lean towards, I'm actually starting to lean towards Havertz because I think his versatility to play instead of Jesus, instead of Erdegaard, with Erdegaard, you know, I think the versatility of Havertz makes him a little bit more desirable. But of course, I suppose from form points of view, a lot of people might say Madison instead. But I actually think we've got a greater need for a Havertz than we do for a James Madison. Um, V3 says, if Gundogan leaves, do you feel City will go heavy in for Rice? Um, they are very different players, to be fair, V3. I know that Rice could play in that left-sided midfield, central midfield role, but still... I, I, I'm not sure. Arsenal seem very confident with the Rice situation, so I'm still, as I say, not panicking at all at this moment in time. Um, Darren says, Arsenal are too slow at transfers. They're always trying to do a deal. Well, every club are, Darren. Why haven't Man United signed Mount yet? Why haven't Chelsea signed Caicedo? Are they slow? No, it's just negotiations. <laughs> That's what happens. You know, Liverpool are really the only team that have got deals done along with Brighton. You know, Brighton were able to agree a deal with Watford for Joao Pedro, a lot of money, by the way. You know, that's a type of deal that Watford were never going to turn down. They've signed Dahoud on a free, and they've signed Milner on a free. And Liverpool have signed McAllister with a clause, you know. But other teams aren't getting the deals done. So it's we're not slow at all. We're very normal. <laughs> we're very, very normal in comparison to everyone else. Avanash says, do you think with the Rice deal, the hierarchy at the club might be a little reluctant um, to stump up the big money up front? Again, I think it's... Just I think it's a case of uh, a negotiation process uh, going on with Arsenal, knowing that Rice wants to move to us. He only wants to move to us. That's his preference. That's his priority. So why should Arsenal overpay? West Ham have said he can leave. And Rice only wants to go to Arsenal. A bidding war that West Ham won, it does not look like it's going to happen. And other clubs know that Rice wants to move to Arsenal. So why would they bid, knowing that the player wants to come to Arsenal? And knowing that West Ham are allowing him to leave this summer, it makes sense for Arsenal to be a bit patient. And it looks to be uh, the idea that we would move, you know, for a player and try and get him within the budget so we can move for other players. You know, the people that say we're too slow and think we should just pay the money and get the deal done, are the same people that will be moaning if we miss out on a target because we've used all of our budget instead of negotiating more patiently and trying to get players for less so we can then move for another player come the end of the window. Uh, you can just see the irony now. Uh, Cerebral Hyper says, Arsenal lack ambition. They won't finish in the top four this season. Yep, uh, we, we are so lacking in ambition as a club. I just wish Arsenal had more ambition. I wish I wish we would spend like 400 million. Oh, wait, we have. I wish we would add like, you know, title winners and, and Champions League winners to this. Oh, wait, we've done that. Um, I wish we'd keep one of the most exciting young managers at the club with a new contract. Oh, wait, we did that as well. You know what? I'm starting to think that we might be ambitious. Um, 
I think we might be. Uh, <laughs> um, just Vance says, we are getting uh, Timber for a bargain. Ajax wanted 80 million last summer. I mean, if Arsenal can get him for around 40 million pounds, I think it's an absolute steal personally. Uh, CJ Dan says, is not in West Ham's best interest to conclude the Rice deal sooner rather than later. They need to get replacements and this market is competitive. Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, Nexus says, Tom, morning. You missed my question. Uh, hope uh, you will. Love the content. I'm sorry if I missed your question. There is 1,800 people watching. I can't, I'm always going to miss some questions. Um, and then I've scrolled up and the last question that you asked was, Tom, you missed my question. How about just leaving the question again? <laughs> that might help me out a little bit more. Um, let's go to Peter says, Tom, I know the ship has sailed on this. Um, but with Arteta looking for a right-side inverted fullback, do you think that Maitland-Niles could have been the option? No, Peter, I don't. Uh, we should have accepted the bid from Wolves when we got it. Um, and it's as simple as that. You know, Maitland-Niles' future Arsenal comes to a close and it's better, I think, for you know both parties, the player and the club, for that deal to be done. And Matthew says, new to the channel. I love it. Thank you so much, Matthew. Thank you and welcome to the crew. Speaking of welcomings, uh, Marek Villain, uh, thank you so much for becoming a brand new member and supporting the channel. It's very much appreciated. We do have a TGT Discord server for our members that are expert members or TGT ambassadors. I know I need to up update the uh, membership video. I should do that at some point. Um, but uh, yes, if you'd like to help support the channel, uh, it's improved the infrastructure of the channel. It's improved. It's the reason why we've got graphics. It's the reason why we've got things like that. It's the reason why we've got you know equipment that sometimes works um you know because people help support the channel so thank you everyone that does and if you'd like to become a member the link is always down in the description um let's go to uh Akshat says uh keep calling out the naysayers that are willfully blind to the obvious progress we have made as a club in the last two to three seasons tom i love it you can't you gotta call them out you gotta call out the naysayers you know i, I think it's a lot easier to sit there and shout at a camera it's a lot harder to try and actually say how it is and uh, highlight the positives, highlight the progression, highlight the context of all the situations and be objective and grounded. You know, we've built a really good community here of like-minded, level-headed people and uh, it can create some great discussions on the channel. It doesn't mean that there's no criticism because, my goodness, if we don't sign Rice, you're going to be seeing some criticism. But uh, it's all about being objective and grounded and speaking when... You know, when things need to be spoken about, and I think we do that. Um, Bizarre says, uh, why is Arsenal so prone to their deals being hijacked? I mean, I might do a show kind of dedicated to kind of these deals that people look at and say um, that we are always hijacked. Because, so let's, let's okay, let's do a little feature on it now. I've got some time. Let's, let's talk about uh, the players. Sorry, I, need, I needed a drink. Um, let's talk about the players that are hijacked so if we go from the most recent one we think of it's mudrick arsenal were paying and bidding well over the price people that say you know why can't we just bid over the players value and get the deals done well we were doing that ironically with mudrick but Shakhtar always wanted 100 million euros which was a hell of a lot of money and as soon as arsenal started to close in on a deal at around 80 million pounds in january Chelsea came in, hijacked it, and put the bid up to a high level with a lot more achievable bonuses, with a lot more money being paid um, up front, if you like, and agreed to a lot of things like friendlies being played and you know things like that. Um, and at the end of the day, Arsenal said no, we won't, we won't commit to it. We won't commit to pay, overpaying this much. We won't be drawn into paying a silly amount of money. And I mean, in the end, it's looked very, very good that we didn't do that deal. 
Um, so I can't, <laughs> I can't particularly begrudge him with that. Lissandro Martinez. Um, I mean, there's a good quote from Lissandro Martinez. Um, on why he didn't move to Arsenal. Uh, there's a good quote on this. Um, I'm sure that he, there's a good quote from it uh, that he explains. Uh, yes, yeah, speaking to the Athletic, Van der Sar said, Arsenal came in earlier for Lissandra, but it was an amount where we said, thank you very much for the offer, but we'd rather keep the player than start negotiating. With United, it was a little bit different. Over the years, we have had a few conversations, Deli Blind, Donny van der Beek. My job is making sure I get the best decisions for Ajax. But where's the, there was a quote from... There was a quote from Lissandro Martinez where he basically said, I'm going to go to Arsenal. And then he rang up Eric Ten Hag. Um, yes, here it is. I found the quote. Um, Manchester Evening News. Uh, oh, it was Ten Hag. Was it Ten Hag that said it? Uh, yes, Ten Hag, the Dutch outlet VI. He said, if I found it hard to take Martinez away from Ajax... Um, I had such a great time there. The way we build a project out of nowhere, we brought Ajax back to European top level. But Martinez himself wanted to leave. If we didn't take him, he would have gone to Arsenal. At a certain point, Lissandra Martinez called me up and said, Coach, listen, I will leave Ajax no matter what. I can sign for Arsenal, but if you want me, I will go to Manchester United. So in the case of Lissandra Martinez, like it wasn't a case of Manchester United, like why do we always get hijacked? His priority was moving with Ten Hag. He wanted to move to Ten. He wanted to move to the club that Ten Hag joined. Ten Hag could have gone to Chelsea. He could have gone to Barca. He could have gone to Inter. Wherever Ten Hag would have gone, I think Lissandra Martins would have followed because that was his priority. Rafinha again, very similar. Rafinha wanted to go to Barcelona as a priority. Arsenal wanted Rafinha. They bid for Rafinha, and Barcelona's financial troubles made it look like they might struggle to get hold of Rafinha. But they still somehow somehow managed to pay the money for Rafinha and he got the, the, the move that he wanted. And that is why this summer with Declan Rice it is so different. Because if Declan Rice doesn't come to Arsenal, then we can really start having some discussions. Then we can really start having those sorts of chats. Because at the end of the day, Mudrik was all about money and we weren't willing to go to the level that Shakhtar wanted. Martinez was all about wanting Man United. Rafinha was all about wanting uh, Barcelona. Vlaovic was all about wanting Juventus. But Declan Rice wants Arsenal. He wants to move to Arsenal. So if Arsenal don't do that deal, then we are going to have some real criticisms to be had of that. Oh, the sneeze. There it is. Uh, I don't know if there's another one coming. Hopefully not. Oh, don't hold on. I don't think so. Is it? No. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Troy says, uh, Arsenal adding quality to the squad. And that's what's important. Six quality signings should be okay for us to take on the upcoming season. Uh, Abe says, uh, Tom, if Arteta doesn't win anything this season, should we consider this whole three-year process a failure? I, I, I think I've tackled this question before. I've said before, like, we need to come, we need to wait for the season to, to play out. Let's see what happens. Um, you know, it's pointless talking about hypotheticals at this stage. Let's see what happens in the season and then we can discuss what we think about this project. Um, Pete says, where has Declan Rice ever said that he wants to come to Arsenal? Declan's holding up for a bigger club. <laughs> I mean, do you see the contradiction in that comment? <laughs> Where's he ever said this? I know what Declan Rice wants. <laughs> How would you know that? Um, for answers, Tom, how many uh, NHG non-homegrown spaces do we have? Uh, a fair few, uh, I think. I mean, the players that we want, you know, Rice, homegrown. Um, so that that's fine. Uh, if we have a look at the amount of non-homegrown players, you're allowed... Um, 
how many are you at? Is it 17? I think it's 17 non-homegrown players. Uh, so Matt Turner, Kieran Tierney, Gabriel, Saliba in the Premier League doesn't count, but Europe, he, in Europe, Saliba is not homegrown, but in the Premier League, he is. It's really weird. But let's say in the Premier League, right? Um, well, actually, no, let's, let's do the European one because we're in Europe, so we might as well do that. So William Saliba is not homegrown in Europe. Uh, Kivior, not homegrown. Uh, Tomiyasu, not homegrown. Zinchenko, not homegrown. So we're on seven. Partey, Odegaard, Jorginho, Fabio Vieira is 11. Um, Elneny, 12. Jesus, 13. Martinelli, 14 again in Europe. Martinelli and Saliba don't count as homegrown. Uh, Trossard, 15. Um, anyone else going to be adding? So Timber, 16. Havert, 17. Um, so at the moment, you might see Elneny, say, drop out for Alavia. Um so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's tricky. But in the Premier League, it's different. So in the Premier League, players like Saliba and Martinelli count as homegrown. But in Europe, they don't. It's really strange. And Xhaka's obviously, I haven't mentioned him because I think he's going. So, yeah, let's, let's wait and see what happens. Um, let's go to Nexus says, Tom, ideally, for some reason, if we don't get Rice besides Lavia, who would you want as a number six? Um, if we don't get Rice, I mean... I'd like us to go and bid for Joshua Kimmich. You know, that's the level of player that we should be looking at if we don't get Rice. There's not many players that are going to give you the level of quality that Rice is going to give you if we sign him. So if we can't get Rice, which I, I'm really confident that we are, um, yeah, I'd be going for someone like Joshua Kimmich and go and put a massive bid in for him at Bayern Munich, you know, to go and get world-class quality because that's what we're trying to sign at the end of the day. Um, but as I say, very or Caicedo, of course, you know, you're going big for Caicedo again. Um, let's go to um, boom, 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 boom. I saw it says, How does Emil Smith Rowe compare to Havertz? I kind of look at Smith Rowe as a player that is more able to play in a wider area, and Havertz, I think, should be kept away from the wider areas. They're both obviously attacking minded, probably attacking midfielders at heart. But I look at Smith Rowe as more of a, a wide attacker, a wide playmaker, if you like. Um, and I look Havertz more so as a, a central figure compared to Smith Rowe, but they can both play that central role. But I think Smith Rowe is more adept to playing in a in a wider position. Personally, um, let's go to. Uh, boom, 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 boom. Uh, I, I see Philip. You're asking me about Saudi Arabia targeting uh, Muslim players. Uh, I don't really have any thoughts specifically on if that's a reason. Is Ruben Neves? I don't know his religion. I don't know why religion comes into it. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't think Ruben Neves is. Um, is Ronaldo? I don't think Ronaldo is. I, I, maybe there's, I think maybe it would kind of hold correlation causation thing. You know, correlation doesn't necessarily mean causation, um, but maybe they are. I don't know is the answer to the question. I don't know. Uh, Digi says, hey, Tom, do you think Arteta would want following Balogun to stay after seeing his performance at the UN's men's national team? Um, I'd hope that th not even what he's done for the US, but I think that when it comes to what he's done for Rons in France, why would that not be enough to convince Arteta that there is such talent there? I think that the Balogun issue is, unfortunately, that the issue with Balogun is that he wants to play week in, week out. And you can't promise him that. You, know, you can't promise him that at uh, at that level. So I, 
it's an issue. But I hope that what we can do is, is if in a perfect world, I'd move on Enketia, I'd integrate uh, Balogun into the team, and in the first game of the season against Nottingham Forest, after an hour, I'd take Jesus off and I'd bring Balogun on, give him half an hour, and then you know start to rotate and get him more minutes, get him more games. I think that's the biggest barrier. Is ultimately, you know. It's it's ultimately that the idea that Balogun feels he should be starting week in week out even for Arsenal and if that is true, then that's not going to happen at Arsenal right now. It's not going to happen right away. So, but that's how I think it should be. You know, that's that's how I think it should be done personally. Um, thank you everybody uh, for tuning in though. I really appreciate your time. As always, uh, we're going to wrap things up there. Thank you to the nearly 2,000 of you that have been tuning in. Amazing numbers as always to see so many of you tuning in for what is. Uh, ostensibly just me talking about Arsenal transfers, giving you our opinions, trying to tackle the, the tough topics and, and also, of course, stay grounded and objective and, you know, not losing our heads, if you like. But, you know, we can all puff our chests out and say this is Arsenal. But at the end of the day, I think we'd all rather some grounded Arsenal football chat uh, more than anything else. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. As always, drop a like on the video. Subscribe if you're new. I'll be live over on the Arsenal way at 10 a.m. So in just under an hour and a half's time. And I'll be back a little bit later on this evening. Of course, this evening, we will be doing our tactical breakdown on Urian Timber, 8 p.m. UK time. And I will be doing that with Drew. So do please set your alarms, set your reminders. We will be doing a Urian Timber tactical breakdown very, very soon indeed. So do not miss it have a fantastic day evening afternoon wherever you happen to be in the world and uh, stay safe stay well and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.